0: Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Greetings, everyone. I'm uh, recording another Monday episode. My voice is a little bit sore, and I'm... uh yeah, feeling quite bunged up, basically, when I stay up late, when I say late, I mean past midnight, and I'm socializing, I don't know why this happens, but I, next day, I feel so hungover, like, something happens at midnight, past midnight, when I'm socializing, like, my sinuses just go crazy, and my throat, everything, and no matter what I do, I literally feel like utter crap the next day, it's, I, t- I don't understand it, you know, it's weird, but, um, we had a little uh, get-together after the NAC conference at Shabazz's house, who's um, been on the podcast before. So today's episode is about people and persistence. I recently presented at PPN Knightsbridge, which I co-host, second Tuesday of every month in Victoria. So if you're around, hit me up for a ticket and uh, come through. We had 140 people there last month when Devinder Sanghera spoke, who's also been on the podcast. So, we do get quite a nice turnout. The venue weren't too happy with that, but uh, yeah, it happened. So, I we do this thing called Lessons from the Hosts, where me and Pippa share, you know, 10 15 minutes of like something we've learned in the past month or something that's important in property. And last week, I spoke about people and persistence. Um, now, <laughs> it's really important to stress that, you know, it's not just two things in property that will make you successful. It's not just you know these aren't a silver bullet but instead of talking about strategy and process and the mechanics if we talk about these two things i think it's a a nice way for me to share kind of why people and persistence have been so important in my business and why i think they'll be important in your life and business and you know in your property business now i'll, I'll start with people so you know every single aspect of your business is people now back in the day and, and actually in a lot of companies now People are seen as cogs in the machine and people often feel like cogs in the machine. If you work in corporate life, you might feel this way too. There's a lot of cool companies and startups and hipsters with their hats folded up and the one single speed bikes in Shoreditch that are changing this, uh, that that have a culture that really focuses on people. Now, that is the kind of culture that we in property need to embrace. Property is such a, it's so old, like it's such a dinosaur thing. The fact that we don't have like modern conveyancing or each house doesn't have like a digital title passport instead of the, the crap we deal with now the fact we have to wet sign stuff like, probably is backwards yeah it's, it's not caught up with the times so i think that maybe some of the thinking in it is still back there and we need to embrace the kind of you know shortage startup vibes of how we approach people now look i'm a solopreneur i have no one employed under me and i think many of you probably are And you want to stay that way. Maybe you want to build a portfolio, have various people looking after it, etc. But, you know, you don't necessarily want a company. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm going to build a company, but it's not going to be in property. Property is, for me, going to be a solo. It's a portfolio. But I run it as a business. Now, everyone who I work with, as much as they're not employed by me, I need to treat them as a human part of my business. And I need to treat them, you know, with the same sort of I guess culture as if they were in my business you know when it comes to my project manager I don't talk to them disrespectfully I don't um, ask them things in certain ways I don't you know micromanage I communicate with them as if they were literally sitting in my company under Tej Invests. when it comes to solicitors you know they're as far as you can think from the end of your arm but I still treat them as if we're in a company together when it comes to my broker, when it comes to estate agents, I all treat them with the same kind of workplace culture, except they're not in the workplace. So it's slightly different. But every aspect of your business is people. So it's important that you put people before profits. Someone came on my podcast and said this, I can't remember who it was, but it's so important because when you put people before profits, your profits naturally are going to shoot up and be amazing. Right. It sounds really crazy, but it's what happens. You don't focus on the money, focus on success. Guess what? The money comes. So with people, change how you view people and see them as actually part of your team. And that also means getting to know them on a personal level. You know, I sat down with my solicitor for like an hour um, the other day when we were signing some stuff for a bridge. And we just spoke about just life and stuff and... Same with estate agents, you know, we walk in the house and I'm like, yeah, another house, standard, four walls. Yep. Crack there, not read there, whatever. But anyways, um, how, how's, how's your Spanish learning going? Oh, how's your, how, you know, you moved out. What's going on? blah, boom. So, and that's just because I'm more interested in it, to be honest, than, than four walls, as interesting as they are, but also because it's nice to be nice and to connect with people. So, you know, on your journey, if you spend the first few months just networking, paying for people's dinners, coffees, lunch, to pick their brain on phone calls, whatever, in my opinion, that's fantastic, I did this for like five to six months, and I was trying to get into property, it wasn't really happening, but I am so grateful, gratitude is a must, for those months that I spent just networking, because they have paid me back, big time, they've saved me so much money, they've made me so much money, they've got investors, etc, etc, like, I am so thankful for that period where in the time I was not thankful whatsoever. Um, but looking back on it, I see how much of a benefit that was to me. So honestly, don't like, don't think that because everyone else is taking action, man, and 10 xing and shit that like, you know, um, it's not like you, you can't just spend time getting to know people because it will pay dividends. If I have a problem, who am I going to call? And Ghostbusters, well, unless I visit a haunted house. But I know who I can call for every single strategy, for every single problem I find, however niche, however broad it is, I have at least one person or more that I can call or WhatsApp and say, hey, I've seen this, what's the deal with it, or how do I do this? Or I'm in groups where I have access to this. So people are so important. Without relationships with estate agents, you're not gonna get the best deals. Without relationships with brokers, you're not gonna get discounts. Without relationships with solicitors, they're not going to work quicker on your thing. Now, my broker said to me, because we were talking about a solicitor, and he said, just, you know, solicitors and all these people shouldn't be giving you a better service because you have a brand, because, you know, you-, you shout them out if they do well. And I said, yeah, they shouldn't, but they do. Um, but also, more importantly to that, I may get better service than Nextman because of the relationship I built, whereas some people will see certain people in their power team as trans transactional especially solicitors and accountants who have like a you know a stereotype of being really boring which they're not um you know well some are obviously but uh, <laughs> you know they're not like stereotypically boring so therefore you know it's important to push past those kind of boundaries and face to face helps so much like with with pushing past these boundaries uh you know, invite them for, for a drink, for a coffee on their l- on their lunch break, whatever. If they're local, just say, hey, mate, you know, you want to grab lunch? I'm, I'm nearby. Something like that. These relationships matter so much. Um, and always be working on them. I'm always messaging state agents, texting them, you know, calling them, whatever. Just chatting crap and just being like, what have you got for me? Come on. Or like, hey, I need three more houses. Come on, for the end of the year. Christmas is coming. Get me three more houses. You know, and just being myself. And that also makes you memorable. But it also makes them, you know... More want to deal with you because you're more fun. Potential you're more interesting than other investors who are like, "Hi Tom, have you got anything for me?" No, oh, no problem. That's okay. You know, you kind of want to to stand out, and that only comes from people. So, if you look at your property business, solopreneur, or you actually have you know members of staff, you will see that every element of your business the accounting, the banking, the sourcing deals, the finding deal, the being um, deals coming to you, the refurbs, suppliers accountants brokers surveyors valuers it's all relationship focused uh and it matters so so much so just make sure that you are building these relationships even if you haven't got a house haven't done a viewing i don't care build these relationships get out there come to networking events come to ppn Knightsbridge. you know offer to buy people dinner how much does a property course cost what a grand and a half for shite usually well how many nandos is a grand and a half that's about is it a hundred oh lord if it's 100 i spend a lot on londos yeah it's, it's a lot of food um if you offer 100 property investors to buy them even just a coffee or a little cake you know whatever protein cake you yes it's going to take longer than a course but you've just built 100 relationships you've also had 100 different stories insights experiences from all over the country in all different sectors i know which one i'd rather do and i know which one i did do uh So just consider that. And I've said that before, but just consider having a, a, you know, a schmoozing budget instead of a property course budget, because are you going to act on something the second you come out of course? Maybe, maybe, maybe you are, but it also depends on your life situation, your job, your family, whatever. But put people first because they are muy importante, okay? They're very important. So the next of the two Ps in a pod is persistence. People said to me, Tej, how have you got all these deals so quickly? How are you getting deals? You know, how, like, I remember you four months ago, you had like one house. What the hell happened? And persistence happened, you know? Uh, again, I spoke about this uh, at People i I said, look, I've put, let's play a game, right? Listeners, I have put out 115 offers via estate agents after I think it was like 140 viewings. Why I didn't offer on them all? Some I did to help the agent out. They got KPIs. Some I just forgot to offer on because they weren't really worth it. So yeah, 115 offers. How many offers accepted did I have? Go. I had four. Now, you're probably thinking, Lord of mercy, that's... 115 office. that's a lot of airbnbs it's a lot of petrol it's a lot of subway sandwiches subway y'all need to put some some flavoring in your food like just some like we call it masala like, put some flavor in it like i'm getting sick of the bland shit and I, I just need to bring some with me and sprinkle it Any, anyways anyways There's a lot of subways it's a lot of you know time money effort a lot of wet socks i've got waterproof shoes now but a lot of wet socks right all day long not peeing because know they, well, nowhere to do it, lots of back to back squeezing everything in to get four by to lets to generate 250, 300 each to get me a grand a month. <sighs> yeah, that's, that's a lot, right? It's a lot of work for not so much coming out of it. I think that's a 3.5% acceptance rate. So 97 plus, well, sorry, 96.5% of the time, I am getting no's. Like, what? I've had to persevere to get past all of those no's to be like oh maybe the next one's a yes maybe the next one's a yes I've had an offer rejected today actually the agent was like that's very cheeky flat out rejected (sighs) I just laughed and you know straight in the spreadsheet or I offered more do what I need to do next please thank you thank you next because that's the attitude you have to have to these rejections but are you prepared to put 115 offers in and get four accepted now I said, yeah, mine are going to generate 250, 300 quid each. If you're doing HMOs, it's going to be different. If you're doing essays, it's going to be different. But again, are you willing to put in this rate of failure, 97, 96.5% of failure, to get a few wins? And most of you probably are, right? But at the same time, there's an easy way out. Use a saucer, lol, if you can find a good one. So there are quite a f- there, are f- there are definitely quite a few good ones. Uh But that is an easy way out let them do the 100 viewings you just come in and say right i'm buying that one thanks and and that's what you're paying for and actually through this experience i understand more what a good sourcer has has actually done to get a deal and like the effort it takes Um, so yeah good sources you know pay them because yes i haven't spent i probably have not well i probably haven't spent you know the same as one sourcing fee to find all my deals But I'm sure I've spent at least a grand, maybe a little bit more, on all this kind of stuff. But of course, I've saved 30, 40 grand on sourcing fees. But it depends on your situation. Um, Let's play another game. I've I've bid on 30 lots at auction after like 100 viewings. I do some twice. How many got accepted? Two got accepted. That's an acceptance rate of 6%. I mean, that's better than before. Right? It's better than my agent ones. But the sample size is really small. So actually, it's just as bad. Again, 94% failure rate. Are you ready for this? Ask yourself this. If you're not, there's ways, like I said, there's sources or there's just not doing it. Um, but I want to show you the realism, the, the, or the actual reality of what goes into, you know, the success that you see on my profile and the success I talk about. Because you know, people being one half of it, perseverance being the other. I've had to go through all these no's. I've had to go through all these viewings with, to be honest, you know, what was a negative expectancy? And there was a period of time ages ago where I didn't pay attention on viewings and agents were coming back and saying, your offer could be accepted if you increase a little bit or this that, and the other. And I was like, oh crap, I don't even remember that viewing. I didn't take any pictures, didn't make any notes because I didn't think it was going to come back to me shit, what's the refurb cost? What's this, you know? And I was like, damn it. And then actually, I I can't remember how, but I think I somehow figured, or I just was like, you know what, no, the refurb cost was a lot higher. This is a no-go. You know, I'm, I'm sort of putting my offer sort of thing. And that's not good to do, right? And that didn't happen much, but it definitely happened where I was like, I had such a negative expectancy that if some of these offers did come back and said yes, I would be clueless because... <sighs> I just wouldn't have known and I've changed and I've systemized that totally now which I go through with people who are on my own and learn so it's important that you do persevere now look your corner is just around the corner right like you that turning where you turn and everything goes right and the offers get accepted is just around the corner however your corner could be 50 miles away mine could be three your friends could be 60 yeah your cousins could be 25 You just don't know when that corner is going to come, but it is coming, you know, and I don't know what the average is, but I think they say like 40 to 50 offers for everyone accepted. If you're doing like a BRR model or if you're kind of buying things below market value. So there we go. Uh, People and persistence are really, really important. You know, if you're if you're doing this and you're somewhere from zero to 100 offers and things haven't gone right yet, trust me with the right effort. And the, you know, the, the right amount of work and the right guidance and direction, like it's going to happen. And like me, it may all happen at once and you may have like four deals complete in two weeks and you're like, shit, where the money at? So I hope this helps. Um, and look, keep going. If you're, uh, if you're finding it tough, speak to people in your network, speak to me you know, message me on Instagram or Face. I probably reply more on Instagram uh, and let's talk. So look, I hope it's been helpful. Remember two peas in a pod, people and persistence. If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn and YouTube for more great content.